This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, June 6, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg wants to direct New Yorkers to healthier options, but his ban on sugary drinks of a certain size is just the latest in a long line of interventions aimed at restricting liberty in the name of public health. Cato Institute Senior Fellow Walter Olson comments. Mayor Bloomberg announced this policy. He used the convenient picture of little sugar cubes stacked up on a, on a desk, which is, a, which is, I guess, a common picture relating to sugar content. But a majority of New Yorkers are against him. What makes, the, what makes this a good policy in his eyes? Well, Bloomberg has been consistent over the years about wanting to do things for our own good, whether we like it or not, whether we ask them to or not. And uh, this is the latest in a series of paternalistic, to put it neutrally, or nanny-ish health interventions. Uh, His Department of Health loves the word interventions, uh, which are aimed at uh, changing or reversing uh, the choices that New Yorkers make about what to eat and drink. It's obvious that people will try to get around this, both on the producer side and consumer side. What about two-for-one deals? What about free refills? They are not banning free refills. I don't think they're banning two-for-one deals. And part of the derision that this proposal uh, occasioned was that it combined such petty Uh, bossiness on the one hand with such incredible ineffectiveness on the other hand uh, because there are so many different ways in which someone who wants a sugar rush can get around it. You can buy two two of the smaller uh, drinks at once. Uh, This turns New Yorkers into two-fisted drinkers, whether they want to be or not. Uh, You can get uh, various other drinks, uh, drinks based on milk, for example, even if loaded with sugar, uh, will be fine. Uh, Someone pointed out that apple juice, the apple, the symbol of New York City, uh, has just as much sugar as a Coke, and that's when it's unsweetened. When it's sweetened, it has more. So you can get around it by going back for a second one, by buying two in the first place, by buying from the many outlets like supermarkets that can go ahead and sell you a big one. Uh, It's just uh, making life a little less convenient for people who don't have as many choices, uh, who uh, you know, need, uh, are too busy to uh, plan ahead, to plan their way around the Bloomberg ban. And the big consumers of uh, what he just banned are uh, younger males, which also, uh, by coincidence or not, happen to be uh, just about the skinniest and most <laughs> healthy section of the population. This is not, in fact, a drink favored by the people with middle-aged spread. Uh, uh, Most of the people who are getting the really big gulps or whatever are uh, active people who are also burning lots of calories. So, yeah, go ahead. This isn't the first time Mayor Bloomberg has done this sort of thing. You've talked about uh, him having sort of a history of this kind of activity. He has a long history, and he has uh, sort of empowered his Department of Health to uh, be much more aggressive than any other uh, comparable body in the United States. Uh, people remember his trans fat crusade, uh, you know, the reaching into the recipes of the fry cooks of New York, saying that the donuts and the uh, French fries have to be made with uh, other types of fats and oils. Uh, the city has been advertising uh, with these garish 
uh, scary ads uh, and has been criticized uh, continuously for uh, how misleading many of the ads are. One of the ads showed uh, an amputee and did not mention that uh, he actually was <laughs> photographed with his legs fully there and then they photoshopped it off to make it more dramatic. Uh, that, you know, the sorts of techniques that in a private advertiser would get them instantly uh, called in by the FTC for misleading advertising. You know, they'd have to put the fine print in, you know, only a model, you know, not an actual shot. New York City doesn't care. It's a government. But um, beyond that, uh, they, their advertising in New York has gone after, for example, canned soup, uh, which most of us think of as a pretty healthy food and which actually is a pretty healthy food, but it does have a lot of salt in it. And the irony is that the uh, paternalists who jump out with whatever the latest scientific thinking is often turn out to be wrong when that scientific thinking turns around. As many listeners realize, the thinking on salt is, is changing rapidly. You know, the, there was a period when uh, they were suspecting it of all sorts of terrible things. Uh, now newer research is indicating that uh, it's probably not so bad for most people, although there are still people who are told by their doctors to avoid it. So <coughs> New York City is scaring moms from giving their kids kids a can of vegetable soup, uh, what are the kids going to eat instead? Almost certainly something less healthy than that can of vegetable soup. Where is the money coming from for these kinds of projects that uh, Mayor Bloomberg and other cities and states are trying to execute? Well, this is something I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more publicity because there is a federal grant program and the Obama administration, which realizes through prudent politics that it doesn't dare do some of these things itself, it shovels money to the administration of New York City to do these same things. It financed those ad campaigns, for example. Uh, it finances a bunch of the uh, wilder new experiments in New York. And to me, if the Obama administration, quite rightly, wouldn't be daring to do those things because it knows how big the backlash would be, uh, why exactly is it using federal taxpayer money to have it done in New York? What are some other interventions? You've talked about interventions. The health department likes to likes to use the yeah, word. Yeah, we, we mentioned the bans on the containers and the bans on the ingredients and the advertisements. The one that really sends chills up my spine, uh, the New York City Health Department uh, announced that it was requiring medical labs to report high blood sugar levels of New Yorkers reported to the city government. And you might think at first, oh, well, they want to collect statistics. They want to, you know, see whether the city is healthier this year than last year. No, they said, oh, we're gathering the information because we want to do interventions. That word again, interventions, it's just so creepy. It's probably clear that eating too much sugar is bad for you. And I think that's that seems to be... Uh, uh, pretty clear over over the long history of what we know about nutrition, but in many areas, what is consensus changes over decades. For example, trans fats was an innovation. Well, and in fact, for years and years and years, the government urged us to eat margarine rather than butter. Uh, because animal fats were being demonized at the time. And later on, they flipped. They said, oh, you know, trans fats are actually worse for you. You know, ignore all that previous advice. Well, you know, it would be one thing if the uh, food issues here were impossibly uh, obscure and uh, we could, uh, couldn't figure out whether something was fattening without consulting experts. But the fact is there is a huge literature for people to consult. There are contending schools of thought uh, between the paleos and the traditional calorie counters and so forth. And I trust the marketplace of ideas, uh, you know, not always to produce a perfectly informed public, but uh, to get a lot of information out there which will add up 
uh, overall to uh, a better information source than whatever fad uh, the uh, government has latched onto most recently. Walter Olson is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.